Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes for free, Heidi Harris Show. You can also find these at HeidiHarris.com. And, of course, you can catch my live radio show weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. at AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. My guest today is Joe Rosenberg, author of 19 books. He sold 5 million copies. His latest is called The Persian Gamble, and I'll tell you... It's as if he took the premise of this book right out of the headlines of today. Well, that is what I'm trying to do, Heidi, is write worst-case scenarios that feel like they could happen tomorrow or next month or next year. Obviously, I hope that they never do. Uh, But, you know, the Persian gamble is really about uh, Iran's regime uh, trying to secretly purchase uh, five nuclear warheads, operational, fully ready-to-go, off-the-shelf nuclear warheads from North Korea, even while publicly pretending to adhere to the famous Iran nuclear deal that President Obama negotiated several years ago, uh, and Iran potentially using the $150 billion that they got for that deal to purchase these operational warheads from uh, from North Korea. Now, that, so far as we know, has never happened, but it's the type of thing that is not that uh, far-fetched, and it's a chilling, I felt it was a chilling premise for a, for a political thriller. Absolutely. I mean, I was reading this and going, oh my gosh, they actually could do this and they could totally get away with it. Let's talk a little bit about North Korea for a second. Uh, I got to tell you, I was pretty disturbed last week when Donald Trump said that Kim Jong-un did not know what happened with Otto Warmbier. I mean, is anybody with half a brain yeah. cell who thinks that's possible? Yeah, that was really too bad, and, and, and he should have apologized and said, you know, I misspoke. Instead, he said, no, of course, I, that's exactly what I meant. Um, but that's not what he said. And, and, and when the president of the United States, uh, you know, he needs – when, when, when an American has been murdered by a foreign regime, in this case North Korea, for doing absolutely nothing, nothing wrong – I mean, it's not like he was a spy or anything – uh, the president needs to make it clear that, that such a thing is despicable and not uh, sort of let a North Korean leader off the hook. That being said, um, I was glad to see President Trump try to see if the North Korean leader would be willing to get rid of his nuclear weapons. Clearly, Kim Jong-un is not yet ready, so it was better, and I commend President Trump for walking away uh, from the negotiating table rather than you sort of get sucked into some fake, ridiculous, uh, meaningless deal um, like President Clinton and President Obama have gotten sucked into in the past. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. We're speaking with Joel Rosenberg, author of, is it 19 books now? This is going to be the well, 19th yeah, four, bestseller? 14 novels and five nonfiction. That's true. Right, it's 19. The newest is called The Persian Gamble, which I'm in the middle of reading. I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. When Donald Trump stood there in Helsinki and said, well, Vlad says he didn't do it, and I believe him, i got to tell you, Joel, I've talked to people who believe that Russia's got something on Trump. I don't know what. But when he said that, I got a pit in my stomach, and I just said, okay, God, you're in charge of this. If I hadn't been a Christian, I don't know what I would have thought after watching what he did there. In both cases, both uh, what President Trump said in Helsinki and what he just said in Hanoi, he, there's, there's a parallel there, right? He is trying to flatter these foreign leaders and hope that that flattery will help give him an advantage. I, I, underst- I understand what he's trying to do. I don't think it's the right way. Um, but I will say that I have not seen any evidence, no evidence, 
that President Trump is in some way uh, illegally or corruptly colluding with the Russians. Uh, look, look at the people that President Trump has, has appointed to be around him to help him deal with Russia. Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley until recently, uh, Jim Mattis at defense until recently. These are not pushovers when it comes to Putin or Russia. You will never appoint hardliners on Russia like these people if you were really trying to sell out to the Russians. Well, moreover, it's not just the people. It's the, it's the policies. Trump has pushed NATO to spend more on their own defense, and he's getting them to do it. We are spending more as the Americans. Uh, American defense budget is going up dramatically. You would never do that if you're trying to really sell out to the Russians. But Trump, you know, and I can't explain it, uh, but he, he acts like, they, like the Russians have something over him. And, and I, I don't know if they really do, um, you know, but he, he's, he's harsher on his own attorney general than he is on the leader of Russia. So that's weird. Yeah. And it's unsettling. That, that is unsettling. We're speaking with Joel Rosenberg, author of now 19 books. The latest is called The Persian Gamble. Excellent, excellent book. Talk a little bit about this book. And obviously, it, it almost seems, honestly, like you just, you've taken a newspaper, you've taken a website, and you've just pulled this stuff right out of the headlines. What kind of gave you the idea to do this particular storyline with North Korea and with Iran and Russia and the nukes, all of that together? Well, one of the joys of writing these novels, you know, now there's you know, some five million copies sold, and you know, I love it that, that, that the people like yourself and people all over the country uh, are reading them. But what is also happening is that leaders are reading them. Uh, three, uh, I become friends with three former directors of the Central Intelligence Agency over the course of being a novelist, and. Uh, just those relationships alone, sitting down with each of those men uh, from different administrations, from different political backgrounds, and saying, what worries you? What keeps you up at night? Um, and, and then beginning to talk about uh, the Russian, Iranian, North Korean access got me thinking. <laughs> and, uh, and then talking to other uh, intelligence officials, senators, uh, uh, people that are in the know, and then begin to take those ideas and and weave them into a series of political thrillers. That's what I love doing because not only do I find the research and the writing interesting, but I'm not only trying to hold the the interest of the average American who might pick up my novels, I'm trying to hold the attention of the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence and his wife who are who've been fans of the books for years. And that's how we got to know each other. Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, who, who's been a fan of these books for years. And so how do I hold their attention, right? They know a lot more about these issues than I do because they have access to classified information. So I've got to pick up my game and be able to hold their attention. King Abdullah of Jordan is a, is a reader of these novels. <laughs> uh, former President George W. Bush has been reading the last several novels and has written me very nice notes. So to hold their attention pushes me up to a very higher, you know, much higher level uh, than I would if I was only trying to just hold the attention of uh, regular everyday people.
even though these, these are works of fiction, they have to feel so plausible. It has to engage them more than everything else they're doing. Otherwise, why would they take time out of their lives to read? Well, that's why I'm doing it. I'm not really a novel reader for the most part at all. And I, I opened this book and I couldn't put it down. And I'm not just saying that because you're talking to me. I'm serious about this. It's excellent. Let's talk about North Korea and why it is that they are so determined to have those nukes. What's in it for them? In real life, the North Koreans' main reason for having nuclear weapons and the missiles to deliver them is to protect the regime. You know, Kim Jong-un is terrified that without nuclear weapons, somebody will try to overthrow him or invade him or, you know, uh, assassinate him. So this is life insurance for him. And this is why... Uh, Senior U.S. intelligence officials do not believe he will ultimately surrender these nuclear weapons and denuclearize North Korea. Now, the flip side, President Trump's argument is, yeah, he ha that's, that is his reason, but if we can persuade him that he'll have a peace treaty with South Korea, all the economic sanctions removed, and a lifeline of economic assistance from the rest of the world as, he, as North Korea re-engages in the global economy, this is ultimately a much better lifeline uh, for a regime, which is to provide bread and butter for your people, you know, not starve them while you're trying to build a nuclear weapons uh, arsenal. So that's the tension. But what I'm saying is the way he, North Korea is making money right now because of their, they're under economic sanctions, they have to illegally sell things uh, like military hardware to countries that want them. And the question is, are, is North Korea selling, secretly selling nuclear technology or the test data from their nuclear weapons testing to rogue regimes like Iran? Iran has money, don't have nuclear weapons. North Korea has nuclear weapons, they don't have money. This is a match made in hell, at least on paper. And that's why it's plausible to think, oh, my gosh, maybe the North Koreans are uh, helping the Iranians at a, you know, at a price. That could absolutely happen. We're speaking with author Joel Rosenberg. You know, what's interesting about that, too, when you're talking about the North Korea and the nukes, you know, Kim Jong-un, he has no interest in making his people safe, does he, or free, or, or allowing any kind of anything that would resemble democracy, does he? It's not a question of, oh, if you lift the sanctions, I'll be nicer to my people. We know he's not going to do that. No, uh, he's, not, he's not trying to make life better for his people. He's trying to make life better for himself. And that's the question is, can he picture a scenario in which if his people were fed and his, his country was more normal, that actually he and his regime could survive for you know, the next 50 or 60 years without worrying about it? Um, or can, you know, you know, you know, how long can you keep your, your fist tightened around your people. Like at some point that fist gets tired and if it begins to loosen up, um, you know, this is, you become um, Hosni Mubarak or you become, uh, right, you become um, Bashar al-Assad. You begin to loosen your grip and someone's going to push you over or, or start a civil war to get rid of you. Um, you know, he's not going to use nuclear weapons against his own people. So the question becomes how valuable are those weapons really? Is the United States really going to invade North Korea? <laughs> no. They have a huge army, a huge conventional weapons you know, uh, force. South Korea is not going to do it. Japan's not going to do it. 
So ultimately, it would be to the advantage of Kim Jong-un to give up the nuclear weapons in, in, in return for peace and prosperity. Um, I think that's a pretty good deal unless the man's goal is ultimately to use those nuclear weapons or to sell them. And that, that leads me to you know, the premise, which – so compare, for example, Heidi, the, the, the difference between the North Korean regime you know, these are these are ex-communists. I guess they're technically still communists in North Korea. Why are they so close to Iran? Iran, you know, their leaders aren't communists. They're apocalyptic Islamists. They're trying to bring about the end of the world and an Islamic kingdom. Why are they working so closely? And why are they so working so closely with Putin, who's neither a communist nor a Muslim? Right? He's a, he's a czar. He's a he's a modern-day imperialist czar. These three countries. Russia, North Korea, Iran are working pretty darn closely. You know, when you imagine how little they have in common, but what what keeps them connected? It's their deep, deep hatred of the United States and the West, and that's what makes them dangerous. We're speaking with Joel Rosenberg. Do you think that these countries lining up are are biblical? We're looking at the biblical perspective here. No, not not those three. Uh, I mean, North Korea doesn't show up anywhere in the scriptures. Right. Uh, Russia and Iran, yeah, there's a possibility, um, and I think there's a there's a good possibility that Russia is uh, known in the Bible as Magog, mm-hmm. and Iran, of course, is Persia, which is uh, and and Magog and Persia do form an alliance against Israel, not against the United States, in chapters 38 and 39 of the Book of Ezekiel. I wrote about that fictionally in a novel called The Ezekiel Option. That was 13 years ago, and um, 14 years ago, and a, a nonfiction book called Epicenter, walking that through, explaining it, uh, trying to understand where that prophecy could be headed. So, uh, yes, that part I do uh, believe, you know, whether that happens in our lifetime or not, we really have no way of knowing. But Russia and Iran are forming an alliance uh, the way the Bible spoke of 2,500 years ago, and we've never seen it happen. So could it happen in the next few years? It could. Uh, no point in getting ahead of ourselves right now. But North Korea is not an element in that prophecy. So uh, it's still it's still room for a lot. Of, there's still room for a lot of speculation. Let's put it that way. Joel Rosenberg, author of the newest book, Persian Gamble, and of course five million other books that he sold. Uh, pretty amazing. JoelRosenberg.com is the website. JoelRosenberg.com. I highly recommend this book, and I highly recommend all of his books. Really, he's an excellent author, and he's great on these international security issues. Joel, thanks always for making the time. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. Great to be with you. Thank you so much. Don't forget to join me for my live weekday show. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can find these podcasts at HeidiHarris.com. You can subscribe for free at iTunes. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.